Hello and welcome to Did You Say That Out Loud? This is Marette and I'll be spending a few minutes with friends and we're going to chat about life and kids and friends and travel and crazy topics and a few memories. So I can guarantee that you will laugh and you may learn a few things about what brings people together and what keeps them connected in their relationships and their faith walk. Hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to another podcast. I am going to be talking today with Carolyn Parker Masters. Carolyn and Dutch live in Tennessee, and we've gotten to be quite the friends over the last couple of years, and I hope you enjoy um, our chit-chatting. They have been at the lake house with us, and we have been having a great time. So enjoy Carolyn and I just having fun. Just off the cuff, don't have to think a lot of things. Three things when you're growing up that you treasured. And I'll tell you, one of mine would have been um, I got a doll. We didn't get much for Christmas, but I got a doll. It would have been in the early 60s. And we went to Florida that year, and I left the doll in a hotel room, and they had to ship my doll on the train to get it back to Minnesota, and it cost more for my mother to get the doll off the train than she paid for the doll. So I treasured that doll. I think I threw it away by now. What did you treasure? I had a, one Christmas I got dolls, they were twins. Oh. They were supposed to be twins, and one of them had, the boy had blonde hair and the girl had black hair because they couldn't find the two blonde headed dolls. So I always thought that was weird that they were twins, but they didn't look anything alike. I have twin cousins and they don't look anything alike. Well, as a four or five-year-old that was supposed to look like. That's very, very important. So as a kid, what was your favorite food? Now, my mother made mac and cheese to die for, and we didn't buy it in the box. It was cheese from the dairy that she cut up, used real butter, real milk, and it became this thick, wonderful, rich, cheesy mac and cheese. That was our favorite. We always had vegetables, because I was a vegetarian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We really did. My dad, we only had meat once or twice a week. So probably pinto beans and cornbread. Ah, Really southern food. Yeah. Because you are from the south. Can you tell? No, I can't tell. (laughs) So you grew up in Tennessee. Yes. So what's the best part of Tennessee? I like Nashville, baby. But you grew up on the west side. Yes. Have you ever been to the Jackson, east? Tennessee. You ever been to the east side? Yeah, I like it too. Because it has a beautiful grandbaby over there. Ah, uh, here you have a beautiful <laughs> grandbaby over she's, there. She's kind of cute. So, if you were to take a vacation anywhere you could go, where would you want to go? Ooh. Dutch is listening too, so he's going to file that away. I'd like to go to Mackinac Island. Oh, we have talked about yes, that. Yes, I think that would be a fun place to go. Do you know there's horses in Mackinac? I don't do horses. I've never ridden a horse in my uh, but life. But you can ride in a like a cart behind them, a harness cart, like a like a carriage. Yeah. You could be like a queen. You could wave to people. Yeah. So mm. I, we've never been there. We've been to Madeline Island, which is north of here. We're gonna go to one of my places in Ireland. We're gonna go there. But you've been all over the world, so. I like Maui, too, because I just love the water. You can float for hours and see your feet. Well, you can do that in the Dead Sea. Oh, well, that's true. 
but I don't want to go over there. I, I, I really, I really <laughs> I don't. I have no interest in that. I don't either, uh, and I don't know why. Maybe someday it'll change. Okay, so if you are driving down the road, what is the craziest sign that you see on the road, alongside the road? Now, you might have seen some crazy ones because you came through um, Illinois, Kentucky. The speed sign, because I don't like to do the speed. Oh, so you don't obey the road signs? Mm, I try to, but... Is it a suggestion or a command? The speed should be a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever got a ticket? One. One? Isn't that great? Yeah, that, that's not bad. And I was 30 years old before I got that. I got a ticket one year. I was, it was a place I knew well. Um, turned off the road, we were coming somewhere, and I looked and saw the policeman, looked over, saw the speed limit, and I just pulled over and waited for him because he had me. Well, this was a speed trap because one road that we were on was 40 or 35, and then you turn the corner and we were headed to the bank. And you turn the corner, and this was 25 or 30. So it was, and you didn't see, you didn't see the sign. Mm. So it was kind of a. I am a intrigued. Trap. I am intrigued by deer crossing signs. How do the deer know where to cross? Can deer read? Probably not. No, see, I th those kind of signs just don't make sense. But they probably talk to each other. So maybe, I'm sure they do. Go yeah. cross there. Yeah. So anyway, that's just an interesting thing. So, do you know who Francis of Assisi is? He was a um, a monk, a priest. Um, he has some incredible, interesting sayings. See, the prayer of, of, of St. Francis of Assisi is, is marvelous. But he has a saying that we're going to talk about. The saying is, love the leper within. And what he meant by that is, the parts of us that we might not like within us, when we learn to love that, then our compassion to other people deepens. And I thought that's really interesting, and we're going to talk about compassion. What does compassion mean to you? Mm. Simply compassion. This is called dead airspace. Yeah. Da, da, da. Uh, I would think, it, to me, compassion is when you see somebody that, is struggling or something and you just, I, I tend to help them if I can. And if I can't, I feel bad because that person is struggling. So how do people treat you with compassion? Hmm. Now, we've been running around today and it was really interesting because I noticed how many people were holding the door open for us. Especially the one place we went, the UPS guy, <laughs> back and forth and back and forth. Um, it was kind of funny. But even the little lady, wherever we were in Spooner, um, the little lady with that was walking her older friend, you know, holding. Holding that, that is that is such a simple thing, but that is such a powerful moment of compassion. Yeah, she was holding her oxygen tank. Yeah, that was that was that was cool. So I think one of the simplest things we do is when we show compassion, we put ourselves out of the limelight. So we all, we were holding the doors for this little lady and it wasn't about us anymore getting in or getting out. It was about her being safe and coming out. So for me, when someone is compassionate toward me, they have removed themselves from an equation that matters about them and now I matter. 
And that's kind of what you said, that you go to help somebody. That's compassion. Yeah. You don't matter anymore. They matter. So um, how did Jesus show compassion if we think about it in that way? I mean, I think about the woman at the well. Yeah, I think of the woman the, at the well. The noon, noon, noon of the day, that's a good one. The heat of the day, noon, she's alone. I think the one big thing we can show compassion to others is not let them be alone. Right, and I think of Zacchaeus touching Jesus, and he knew immediately somebody had touched him. And he said, well, let's go to my house, your house. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was, that's kind of interesting to me. Well, and, and a lot of the things that Jesus did, compassion, I think, involves touching. Now, you're a hugger, aren't you? Yes. They can't see you nod your head. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think compassion involves touch because that's the one part. When, you have, when Jesus had compassion on people, he touched a lot of them. Yes. Because that, that human touch, and a lot of them were lepers. They were people on the fringes of society, and people didn't touch them. And touching puts you at a risk. Right. And now, with everything our country's gone through the last several years, with the COVID and everything, it's kind of, you're like, should I touch them? Should I not? You know, am I offending you? Should, you know. And then you get someone who's not touchy-feely and they kind of, you know, Back off. come out like a porcupine. Yeah. You know, um, to me, to me, I think compassion to people that we come in contact with. Now, today, we didn't know any of those people. We yeah. were opening doors for the UPS guy had no clue who we were, even the the man at the grocery store that you struck up a conversation with flirting, kind of. <laughs> no, you strike up a conversation with somebody, and it, he's going in the grocery store. We're going to the grocery store. It suddenly tells him I'm valuable enough to strike up a conversation with. Yes, yeah, I like. I mean, if somebody makes eye contact with me, we're gonna talk. That you don't give them a choice. No. Not usually, I, you know, how are you doing today? And it's shocking to people that you ask how they're doing and not just hi. And see, that's to me what compassion is. It's not about me anymore, it's about them. And our culture also has a hard time meeting eyes. If you're walking by somebody on the street, chances are they're looking down. Uh, to me, it's like I want to get their attention. We had, uh, a little lady in Ukraine that we met when we were there and we would pass every morning. And every morning I'd wave at her and smile. And every morning she would pass just straight ahead. She didn't want to look at me. And the very last day before we left, we got side by side and she grinned and went and shook her head. But you know, the, and, and, and some that was of a it, week. And some of it is cultural. Yes, some and of, that was. Yeah, some of it is cultural. Some of it is, we live in a culture in our society today that you're not sure you want to meet people's eyes because some people are crazy. Of course, people may think we're crazy. We know we're not, yeah. but other people don't know that. We're not. We're not crazy. We are Definitely totally not. sane, Definitely. calm, down-to-earth, poised. Our husbands think we are just so... Yeah, they are, and both of them are choking as we talk. <laughs> so, 
So if, if, if there would be one way someone could show compassion to you that is not normal, what would it be? Oh, that's a biggie. Um, I like communication. I, I really like communication. And I still send cards and things in the mail. To me, that's, and I don't want to mean it's compassion, but there's times where that card that you send somebody is exactly what they needed, and they can reread it. Um, you know, we're in a world of text, email, but we don't print them out because we don't. I mean, maybe some people do, but there's ways to show compassion that stay with people. A small gift, a little plaque, a saying that every time we look at it, it reminds us that somebody cared enough to put away their part of life yeah. and give us. I mean, I have this towel over there that Carol sent. Yeah. I look at it and I think of Carol and I think of cared enough to get something that she thought of me to send it with you to bring it here. Right. right. That's some action. And I think compassion has to have some kind of action that we receive and then it keeps living it within us. So what, based on that, what could, hint, hint, I like, I like cards and letters, but other than that, yeah. What would mean something to you? Mm. That's, I don't know. Just to be honest. Well, don't be dishonest. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I think I usually am thinking of what I can do for somebody else. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a person that wants people to do things for me as much as I like doing stuff for other people. So, Mm. Cards are nice, and I like sending cards. Phone calls. Phone calls are very nice. I think it's it's a matter of touching base and letting people letting you know that others are thinking of you, regardless of the medium that people use. A phone call, a text, makes you realize somebody took time out of their day to think about me, and that's or, that's and, a really nice feeling. Yeah, when I get texts from you, a lot of times I just laugh. You just laugh. There's a lot of, you always give me a smile. I mean, there's something a lot of times that you say that I laugh, and it gives me a happy. A laugh, a happy. And, and I think the one thing that people, I don't like the definitions that we put on things. Compassion is always sappy, um, cryy, you know, have compassion on someone. Oh, you know. No. A lot of times it's taking our focus off where we are at and just letting us laugh for a while. Yeah, that's, I like to laugh. You do. Yes, I do. You do. <laughs> so um, so we, we are looking out at the lake, and it's not changed a lot. The rain quit. We could go out and not get struck by lightning. But this has been fun talking. Thank you. It's been fun being here. And this Oh, this is perfect. This is a beautiful place. It's been a beautiful week because it's been coolish. Yes. And yet it's been uh, remarkable. And you caught the first fish. And, it, you know, the drive was worth it. I would do it again in a heartbeat if I ever got invited. <laughs> you just got to be careful to make sure you know the code and just make yourself at home. Uh, we'll talk later. Uh, thanks for being with me. And um, 
I enjoyed it. We Thank did. you. You're welcome.